This is the La Mafia Lounge, where we explore topics from breathwork to blockchain that we all need to learn more about, so that we can grow our consciousness, connectivity and creativity through love. Maybe for the first time ever, we're all now deeply out of our comfort zones at the same time. Like it or not, this gives us the chance and the responsibility to regenerate ourselves, our work, our families and communities, our realities and even our planet by becoming more human and blazing a new path towards exponential humanity through our connected love for life itself. Love never fails when it's given the chance to perform. Why don't we just make it the starting point of everything we do? The aim of this podcast is to help us all do that with authentic and heartful conversations with La Mafia from all around the world. Thank you for joining us. Get cozy and settle in for a while. Hello, this is Eda Charmikli and today Sherman Washmer is with us. I have met Sherman at Catapult two years ago. And since then we take delight in each other's company and create opportunities to collaborate with each other. Sherman is the director of the Research Institute for Crypto Economics at the Vienna University of Economics and the founder of Blockchain Hub in Berlin. She is the author of the book Token Economy and works on the intersection of technology, art and society. She regularly speaks at conferences and consults on blockchains, especially in the context of sustainability and social impact of future technologies. In our podcast, she explained the Web3 blockchain and types of tokens being circulated in the world today. With inspirational examples from all around the world, we have deep-dived into the subject that excites me the most, the purpose-driven tokens. If you want to know more about Sherman, please check her work at sherman.net. So, yes. Um, hi, Sherman. Hi. Hi. Hi from Istanbul to Berlin today. Yes. Hi from Berlin. Yeah. It's a sunny day, evening. Yeah. Yeah, it's a night in Istanbul right now, but it's been a lovely day on our part too. I think many people had said Happy Mother's Day to their mothers since it's in Sunday and nobody will go and see their mothers on Sunday. So that's what I did today on a far distance. I celebrated my mother. So um, let's get to hear about a little bit about, because everybody would want to hear who they'll be hearing about. Who is Sherman? What, what is Sherman's passion in, in life and why did she choose blockchain technologies among all other things that she can do? Can you just briefly explain who Sherman is to me? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> That's fantastic. I think during this period, we all are trying to figure it out. So why blockchain know. though? Why blockchain? Um, well, uh, I, uh, I heard about this technology, maybe it was 2015. I was at a party and somebody said blockchain and I'm like, what's that? And then they started to, to explain. And, you know, sometimes you have these moments where like uh, your whole body electrifies and you know something is happening, like uh, it resonates with you. 
And I don't know why, but I had this intuition without really understanding what it is that um, it could be an answer to many of our social economic problems that we have. And I don't know how I knew that because I had no idea what it was. Uh, um, just, uh, but but um, maybe the way that that person was speaking about it. And uh, yeah, uh, so I don't like to call it blockchain technology. So maybe let's start with this because mm -hmm. it is a. Uh, and I'm not in blockchain. Uh, blockchain really is. Um, kind of the backbone for this next generation internet. Mm -hmm. um, some refer to it as the Web3. And while it provides a technological layer, how we use it, it's not technological, it's, it's social, it's economical. You know, what we do on the internet, how we use the internet, just as we're uh, using this video conference now and today, that is a social interaction, mm -hmm. yeah? Uh, so, uh, we're not talking about the technology, we're talking about an infrastructure that enables new things and that's very exciting and this is why I got into this and I'm still deep diving into the subject matter. Yeah, so recently uh, I uh, wrote, a, I published a book uh, called Token Economy last year and uh, it, it talks about how this new blockchain powered Web3 will revolutionize our economy uh, um, and uh, uh, the ap main application of this new web3 um, is uh, are the tokens some refer to tokens as cryptocurrencies i don't necessarily like this term very much because uh, we have different types of tokens and we can get into that later not every token necessarily represents what we understand is a currency um, but uh, what uh, blockchain and the web3 will do uh, kind of the kind of blockchain rewires how the internet is set up in the back end it doesn't change anything in the front end of the internet it doesn't change anything of how we use the internet we will still use our computers and mobile devices and uh, to connect with the internet so in the front end we will use the same devices and applications we've been using before but the data structures in the back end will change from centralized data structures where data is managed by a service provider that can be public or private, it can be your bank, your university, Facebook, you know, whatever. And they have servers and all the private data of the people, you know, that use their applications are stored on their servers. So there, and, and blockchain networks rewire how, the, and uh, they provide kind of a public infrastructure where we can now collectively manage all the data. And uh, so it's, uh, think of it as a public infrastructure that is collectively managed. And when you contribute to the blockchain infrastructure, for example, the Bitcoin network is a blockchain network. If you contribute to the security of the network, you can get rewarded with a token. So in a way it's an infrastructure, but that is collectively managed and where every network action gets incentivized with a token. And as such, I find it very fascinating because it's this new value creation mechanism where we can take collaborative action over the internet between people who don't know each other, who don't trust each other, who live in different countries, 
and they uh, they they kind of if they stick to the rules of the a special network like the Bitcoin blockchain network there there is a rule set it's called the protocol and uh, if you perform actions for the network you can earn the network token and the Bitcoin network is a payment network right it's a people when they talk about Bitcoin for example and Bitcoin was the first kind of crypto token and the first blockchain infrastructure um, people always reduce it to one aspect the token mm -hmm. uh, the cryptocurrency what the media say right um, but uh, Bitcoin is not only a token uh, Bitcoin is a public infrastructure it's a public blockchain network that is collectively managed uh, and according to transparent rules and all actions in the network are transparent Bitcoin uh, is a that has a protocol the protocol can be seen as the constitution of a distributed internet tribe called uh, the Bitcoin network right mm -hmm. and this tribe is like uh, it's a tribe of anonymous actors what does anonymous mean it means that they don't they don't know each other personally they don't have legal agreements yet the network works because the protocol is designed in a way um, based on what we refer to as crypto economic mechanisms it's designed in a way that it assumes that network actors can be potentially corrupt mm -hmm. and and it is designed to be robust anyways right and how is it done by it's it's set up in a way that you can make money by being uh, truthful and you can lose you will lose money if you try to corrupt the system and this is how it works and all by machine consensus so for me this is the web3 and blockchain networks uh, let's talk now about blockchain networks not technology because behind the computers are people mm -hmm. who steer those computers so uh, it's a social economic network powered by technology and um, in the end this new web3 and these blockchain networks uh, are a new institutional kind of an um, uh, technology in that sense that allow us to have real distributed organisms over the internet you know and this is very fascinating for me yeah. and the killer application of that is um, like uh, if you think of the history of the internet the first generation internet uh, in well we had the internet for a long time but uh, the world wide web uh, this visual internet uh, graphic easy to use internet started in the early 90s and so uh, the first generation internet was um, uh let's say it revolutionized information it was very easy to send emails and to browse the internet with just a few clicks mm -hmm. and that was the revolution so it reduced the cost of sending information and retrieving information and that was the revolution around 10 years later the problem was most people anyone could create a website easily but nobody knew what to write on it i mean what would you write on it right so the first websites would say hello world but then um around 10 years later uh things had changed fundamentally and we started seeing that actually websites are the killer application or they're like the thing 
you can do on the internet, but then you can create different types of websites. You can create a knowledge website or an e-commerce website or um, social media mm -hmm. website. So, um, so the web two was kind of, it revolutionized interactions on top of information. It brought us all closer together, but always with an kind of middleman. Um, and uh, the web three in this context doesn't change anything, you know, how the internet is displayed, as I said before, but it rewires the data structures in the backend. It's, it lets us collaboratively perform, uh, contribute to infrastructure, right? And, um, and uh, uh, it revolutionizes and the application of this web three are not websites, but tokens. Mm -hmm. So it revolutionizes and the web three revolutionizes value creation in a sense, you know, and value exchange. Because today, of course, you can send money to someone using online banking or um, a PayPal, etc. The problem is that you are using an intermediary service and maybe not you as an end user, but anyone who runs a business knows how much financial transaction costs we pay. Uh, so the end consumer doesn't know that, but it, it can cost up to 20% sometimes, just the banking fees, even if you use internet-based services. Uh, we know it, I think most people know that with PayPal. In the Web3, we can now send values peer-to-peer, -peer, just like an email, right? So uh, we don't, uh, we can, I can send you a Bitcoin token, an Ethereum token, uh, hopefully very soon also a Euro token, peer-to-peer -peer without needing a bank to facilitate no the transfer of this value. No intermediary. And, uh, well, there is an intermediary. This is a public infrastructure, a blockchain network, but it's not privately managed, it's publicly managed. So, um, and while Bitcoin was the first kind of um, token, you know, the, the point was to create money without banks, uh, but then you needed a public infrastructure to facilitate this. So if you think of the Web3, think of a publicly managed infrastructure, a protocol that defines the rules, and the rules can be defined more centralized or more decentralized, just as we have top-down organizations today or very basic democratic so the organizations. the rules can vary from... How you, what you write from network to network, from organization or to organization, the rules can vary, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's just a, a mechanism that allows us to create organizations over the internet. We don't need to physically meet. We don't need to, you know, verify with our passport, you know? <laughs> um, we don't have to sign legal contracts. We can do this with smart contracts and we can identify with public key uh, um, uh, you know, uh, use public key infrastructure, cryptography that allows us to authenticate over the internet, you know. Um, and so it is actually an infrastructure that for the first time allows us to really, really use the internet um, in the way that maybe very many visionaries already in the 70s and 80s thought it will get there. Mm -hmm. Now we're almost there. So this is, I think, very exciting. Yeah, almost, though. There's a little more steps to be taken for it to be uh, globally somehow be owned. And many people, like you said, think about blockchain as a tokenization. 
And we like to think about everything in financial terms, just, you know, our conventional mind has taught us to think about conventional terms. And you say that there are different tokens. Can you talk about the different yes. tokens? So, um, yeah, so you can use a blockchain networks, for example, the Ethereum network to create a, any type of token with a simple piece of code, we call it smart contract, mm -hmm. right? And this smart contract is all collectively kind of managed by the whole network. And a smart contract, a special type of smart contract is a token contract, right? A smart contract that says, uh, I will create the Sherman token and there will be 100 million Sherman tokens. And the purpose of the Sherman tokens is to, I don't know, I don't, uh, now I'm lost. Maybe let's say I would be an artist. So I could kind of tokenize pieces of my art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, but I would have to define what is the purpose of my token? How many tokens? What can you do with the token? Who's allowed to buy the token? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, but basically anyone can create a token with a few lines of code. This token can now represent something like, for example, a virtual currency like Bitcoin or Ethereum. It can represent a physical currency that we have today or a fiat currency like a central bank issued currencies. In fact, 80% of central banks today um, are looking into tokenizing their currencies. So parallel to having bank money and paper money and coins, you would also have a digital representation, uh, cryptographic representation of the lira or the euro or the US dollar, etc. Uh, you can represent, you can tokenize in reality any type of asset tangible or intangible. You can uh, um, tokenize um, um, an ounce of gold. You can tokenize a barrel of oil. You can tokenize a piece of art. Um, you can tokenize, for example, uh, a patent. Um, so you can tokenize any, um, any types of assets, uh, property rights, as tangible or intangible, like intellectual property rights, you know, um, you can, so tokens can represent on one hand, uh, all these uh, examples that are mentioned are property rights, or for example, a download of a song, um, but they can also represent uh, access rights, which would be not the download of a song that you will own, but the streaming of a song, which is temporary, right? Uh, or it could represent an entry ticket to a concert, or for example, some royalties, uh, et cetera, et cetera, that you pay to artists. Um, uh, but tokens can also represent, it, uh, represent things that are tied to your identity, for example, certifications, you know, uh, where did you study, uh, what were your grades, uh, who are you, uh, etc. So we have different types of tokens, they can also very often have um, multiple functions. Some people call tokens programmable money, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's like programmable access rights. And these access rights, uh, because in the end, smart contracts and blockchain networks are rights management tools. And it, they allow us to do the things we could do in the analog world or in the, even in the, in the early days of the internet or in the current internet. But we can now do this, we can tokenize any types of assets and access rights, but at very, very fewer costs 
and it democratizes economic interactions in a way. For example, um, to make it more tangible for people um, um, without going uh, too much into the details, today uh, anyone can obviously buy a piece uh, or invest into art. But art, usually the type of art you would invest in uh, as kind of some kind of uh, asset uh, investment uh, of your money is usually the type of art that few people can afford, like a Picasso or a Warhol painting, etc. How much do these paintings cost? It's like a million and above, mm -hmm. if not more. Um, so most people cannot participate in that kind of investment. Um, tokens allow you to, um, uh, or the, in the Web3, you can tokenize a piece of art, you know, create a digital certificate for this piece of art, which you can obviously, fair enough, do in the world today also. But then you can fractionalize it at very low costs. You can create 1,000 pieces or, or shares of um, an Andy Warhol painting, which was done, by the way, two years ago, and uh, sell, for example, 40% of the shares of the, the ownership of that piece of art uh, to investors, right? Over the internet at very low costs. Uh, obviously, um, the, the piece of art can be hanging in a museum, but people can co-own it and can co-invest into it. Uh, uh, unfortunately, most uh, art that is collected today is in bunkers, <laughs> uh, and probably it will continue to be so. But so it democratizes the investment, for example, into fine art. Um, uh, uh, maybe a more tangible use case for uh, people who, uh, anyone who needs to rent and, and own or buy a house or a property or at least rent it. So nowadays buying a house uh, costs a lot of money. So not m most or many people um, have hard times uh, having making a down payment for that and ever owning property. Um, and be what we could do um, is tokenize real estate. Uh, create a digital representative for the ownership of that piece of real estate, we can fractionalize this ownership into, again, 100 or 1,001 million parts. And instead or of going to a bank and getting a loan for 50% of your investment into that property, you can tokenize it and, um, and maybe do a public fundraising with it. And anyone could now create... Um, buy a partial ownership of your apartment and and you will buy or, or and the smart contracts the token-based smart contracts will repay uh, partial rent in the proportion of the ownership uh, that they have on a monthly basis automated uh, back to the um, 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 the person who co-invested into your apartment. Obviously, so it sounds very easy. The real implementation uh, will be a complicated techno-legal question. Uh, the legal system needs to also uh, allow this, um, but this is happening more and more. Um, it's not reality quite yet, I would mm -hmm. say, um, but uh, this is, um, in, in the next few years, we will see the first applications coming, and this will um, make us again less dependent on certain financial institutions uh, that we use today. And, and 
once we are there, it could create completely new dynamics for what ownership represents and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So these are two examples for um, kind of tokens that represent real assets, mm -hmm. you know, uh, beyond currencies or beyond commodities like uh, diamonds or oil, et cetera. Now, we also talked about kind of tokens that are access rights or identity tokens, but I guess the most interesting token type for me is what I refer to as the purpose-driven token. Yes. And now we get back to um, maybe uh, the original, how Bitcoin was created. Like the original purpose-driven token is the Bitcoin token, right? Mm -hmm. Because the Bitcoin network is only functional and operational because of the existence of the incentive mechanism that is tied to how you can earn the token in the network. So there, the, the policy uh, uh, says that if you contribute with computing power to the Bitcoin network and if you, um, the purpose of the network, why purpose-driven token? Because there are, these are tokens that are designed for a single purpose. And then they have a mechanism behind it to facilitate that purpose in the absence of intermediaries. And uh, now uh, computers can automatically uh, let you as a person with your computer participate in the collective value creation of that purpose. And Bitcoin is uh, that example. Um, so the purpose of the Bitcoin uh, network is to have a peer-to-peer -peer financial system. Mm -hmm. A financial system where we can send money without the intermediaries from one to the other, just as I would give you a piece of cash. It's like digital cash. I'm giving it to you. I'm not, you know, we're not going meeting at a bank. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it to you directly, right? Um, uh, and uh, so the purpose of Bitcoin is peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. The mechanism uh, to facilitate this uh, in a way that we don't need intermediaries and everyone can trust the system uh, is tied to the earning of the token. So if you, with your computer, perform useful operations for the network, you verify transactions um, and uh, in a truthful manner and you keep it safe, uh, and the mathematical mechanism behind that is very complex to understand how this is possible, but we will not go into the details. Uh, but the, basically, you perform um, uh, trans, uh, um, kind of validating, you collectively, you, you with your computer uh, perform validating um, transactions, you validate transactions in the network, you check whether Bitcoin transactions that other people send to each other are true, you don't do it manually, your computer does it, mm -hmm. right? Based on the code uh, and the protocol behind it. And with this computer power that you are contributing to this um, collective uh, validation of transactions, uh, you have the chance to earn Bitcoin tokens. So this is a purpose-driven token. So, but the, this is one purpose-driven token, but now we can uh, have, um, for example, other projects took this idea to a next level and they said, what if we create, for example, a social media network with the purpose of having a collectively maintained social media network where people who contribute with um, 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 
content to the network can earn a network token. And this is not, uh, so I'm sorry, I don't agree with what you said that it's not here, it is. Uh, we have Steemit and in fact, I write about Steemit in my book, it's a whole chapter. Um, Steemit is a social network that has been operational since four years. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, it, the infrastructure is collectively managed, the Steam network, and the application is a, is a kind of social media application, uh, the Steemit network that incentivizes you when you write posts or uh, for writing posts or for liking posts. So uh, the contributors, the contributions can be by contributing with content. The contributions can also, um, uh, but the curation process is equally important. So liking content and signaling if a content is valuable or not is also important and people who do this can earn a network token and the network token in steam it is called steam okay well it's a bit more complicated they have three different tokens and um, they've been operational for years now they have had uh, more than one million active users i know people who for a while now not anymore the network is now having problems and that's uh, different it's a long story but for a while it was running operationally where two people I know could pay part of the rent by just writing content on the network. So um, another very exciting uh, token project is the basic attention token. This is also a chapter in my book. It revolutionizes the way we, the ad industry in the end, because um, you, it is a system where you control all your private data all the data of which websites you served, etc. You control it with your blockchain wallet, with kind of the software on your computer that communicates with the blockchain network. And uh, the, the data is never on a server of someone. And um, you can get paid for watching ads. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there is no intermediary like Facebook or Google who will... Uh, uh, make money with your ads, but uh, maybe a, a partial money for your ads, but the most of the value creation will, uh, or the value created or the money uh, that the advertiser will pay, a lot of it will go directly to you. So you can get paid for watching ads and you will share the contribution with maybe the website where you're watching the ad a little bit, but as opposed to today where we pay with our data, the whole role is reversed. We will get paid for watching ads. And uh, this is also a project that's already operational with users. Um, it's called the basic attention token. And in order to participate, you need to download their browser. It's a Web3 enabled or blockchain enabled uh, browser. It's called the Brave browser and is privacy preserving. So, and another, and maybe let's conclude here because yes, I, could, I think it's time to do that. Time. I'm listening to you like I'm listening to teachers, like amazingly put. And uh, uh, to conclude uh, with the um, examples of the purpose-driven tokens, um, you could, for example, tokenize CO2 emission reduction. And this is something that the city of Vienna did and uh, in my uh, and uh, I was part of the team uh, contributing um, um, to that. Um, so the idea that we created was uh, to create a, how, the, the question was how can we use a token system for a city? 
And then the idea was to create maybe only one purpose instead of you can use tokens for many purposes. But so we said, what's the one important thing is reduction of CO2. Mm -hmm. So we created a token system where we said that if you can prove with your mobility behavior, which is tracked with your mobile phone, mm -hmm. uh, whether you walked or you took the bike, the type of mobility, or you took the train or you took the uh, car, uh, for every kilogram of CO2 emission reduction that you can prove, um, you would get a token and that token could be uh, used then for cultural activities in the city. See, and there were, yeah. yeah, so we started this project oh, a year and a half ago and um, the conceptualization phase was quite complex because the design of such a token, the mechanism, is a very different design than a token for a social media network, mm -hmm. and is a very di different design than a token for an attention network or you know advertising network, and it's a very different design for a payment network. Mm -hmm. The mechanism, and to have a mechanism that cannot be gamed and is effective, needs time to develop. So. Um, we came up with a prototype that was launched earlier this year, but unfortunately, because of COVID, we had to stop the project or the city of Vienna temporarily paused the project because obviously people were not moving and uh, the, all the cultural sites were closed. <laughs> so uh, it was halted until September. We will then see how it continues. But I think tokenizing CO2 emission reduction could be a very valuable way of collective value creation exactly. if we as a society value clean air we can tokenize this and then we can collectively decide how much tokens do you get for how much reduction and what can you do with the tokens exactly can you sell them can you trade them in the city of vienna we said no we don't want to create a monetary system mm -hmm. but you can so the token is tied to your identity only you can spend it you cannot sell it uh but you can get maybe two tickets and take a friend to the opera mm -hmm. you know so and so how to design these tokens is a whole new area of research and development and first we have to understand what types of tokens can we create and then we have to develop best practices of how to create these tokens. And this is basically my work. And that's what excites me the most, the Vienna example, where token becomes more than monetary value, but rather contribution to the society, to the earth itself, and maybe globally uh, some new tokens where purpose-driven tokens can be driven. I don't know. This is the part that um, mostly about blockchain and tokenization that excites me because we know the conventional monetary values and how that is going. And if we're just chasing the money for the sake of chasing the money, it did not serve us. And maybe hopefully where we are chasing a purpose that you know, makes the world uh, habitable for all of us in a better way. And we earn- Well, money, money is not a bad thing. No, it's not. People, no, money is just a medium of exchange. Mm -hmm. The problem is that we made money the purpose. Mm -hmm. That's that, that's that, that's it. And that right now, problem. many people are making tokens the purpose at the end of the day, you know, changing that with that. 
some people are uh, the people who use they say cryptocurrencies uh, they want to collect cryptocurrencies and have more mm -hmm. um uh, having tokens is not a bad thing the question is I mean, what is good and bad anyhow? But I think uh, uh, I am quite, uh, how to say, as I say, like I, people tend to demonize money, but I don't think money is the problem. Money is like a knife. How you use the knife is completely up to you. Do you kill someone? Do you cook with it? Mm -hmm. That is up to you. The knife is not bad. Money is not bad. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to talk about values. Exactly. And what are our values? Is the value to have more, more of whatever? And that can be money, but it can be status, it can be sex, it can be everything. So it's about values. And people are talking about the wrong topics. It's like money is bad. No, it's not bad. The problem is you want more. You want more, more of everything, more vacation, more this, more, more boyfriends, more relationships, more, more everything. Sometimes you need more money for it. Sometimes you don't. Uh, very often in our current economic system, that is true, not necessarily, you know, um, more, more, more. So the, the question is not, and this growth mentality is the problem and the, probably much more the challenge than money itself. Money itself is not a problem. You know, it's just a medium of exchange. And I think that this token economy will allow us to, will revolutionize money. That's and will democratize money. So instead of only national institutions creating their national currencies and controlling the money supply, anyone, any city, any individual uh, can create their own value systems and, and give out tokens. And these tokens can be fungible or not, uh, or transferable or not. Uh, they can be tied to an identity or not. They can maybe expire after a time. You can create your own system yeah. with just a few lines of code. The question is, what system do you want to create? And this is why I'm, I'm saying don't talk about technology because money is a technology also. It's an old technology, but it's a technology. Now we're using a new infrastructure, a digital infrastructure to create represent a technology but money is just a medium of exchange to facilitate social and economic interactions it's nothing else um but the question is what do we do, want to do with it why why do we need it so we need to talk about values and um and yeah i think that this new new internet uh, that is already here but it's, it hasn't, like some people, you know, um, it's already here. It's not utopia. I mentioned some, some examples. So this is yeah. happening. Uh, it's just that it's, it's already, but some people have not heard of, about it. So it, mm -hmm. it's, you know, most people haven't heard about it or haven't conceptualized really. And um, it will still take some years until it becomes a mass market thing. Mm -hmm. But it's here and it's happening. And if you're at all interested, uh, <laughs> um, I can I can really uh, it's an it's a, in an it's an exciting new world. And uh, yeah, in and and yeah. Well, like you said, it 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 is um, a new world that is happening out there. And your knowledge, because. At the end of the day, we all heard about blockchain and tokenization and all that, but real life cases like the Vienna case that you have, 
not many of us had the opportunity to be a part of a process like that. So that's um, true. I believe that any company, any any community, any country or any district who wants to come up with a tokenization, your example is a valid example that it can be done, but it is a process, a long process to define the values, what of that token will bring. And it's a very well taught process, which hopefully from here we can reach out and tell them that you are one of the people who are knowledgeable about this, that they can reach out to and work with and hopefully create for me, in my case, I want to see more purpose-driven tokens in the world. I want to yeah. see more purpose. So I think also this is now we live in very strange times, but this strangeness can also facilitate, you know, um, our current economic system is being challenged. And I think in this, in this, uh, in this upheaval that mm -hmm. we're seeing right now, with many people losing their jobs, many people um, people not understanding how governments can, you know, print so much money, etc. I mean, they don't print it. It's just, you know, I think people don't understand how money works. One of one of the issues is uh, that why people are afraid, and I wouldn't be too afraid. Uh, um, money nowadays is not tied to um, is to gold anymore. It's just an entry in a database. And you can basically create it, create it through depth. Um, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, I think w what we might be seeing, and I'm not saying that this will not be uncomfortable. It will be uncomfortable what is happening now, and it's only starting now. We haven't seen the beginning of it, in my opinion. Uh, will be very uncomfortable for many people. But at the same time, it also allows us to redefine economic systems and maybe use these new technologies to create new value creation systems. So I think now with people being out of jobs and, and having time, use the internet, read about blockchains and tokens, use the time. I understand that people are anxious, but if you can overcome this anxiousness and trust, you know, uh, uh, maybe this virus is a super intelligence, right? It single-handedly cleaned the air, <laughs> yeah, and uh, killed the oil price, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, I don't, um, and it gave us time. It gave us, it pressed pause on the hecticness of our life. Everybody was going 550, you know, it yeah, was like, seven we weeks now, man. that's crazy. Like super accelerated lives. And, and I think that there is an opportunity in this really exceptional times that we're living in now. And if we can try to see the opportunity in this chaos right now, it might serve us well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think my shout out is please, please, please go read online, go on Blockchain Hub, there you have free information. If you want it like structured, maybe buy my book online, Token Economy. Um, there is a lot of YouTube videos, people, even if you Google me or also other people who explain quite well what it is, try to understand what these uh, new technologies allow us to do, but we also have new biotechnology, whatever. It's not only, you know, computer technology. Uh, there is so much innovation happening, and I think um, we can create 
use these different innovation types and create new types of value. Mm -hmm. But the question is, what do we want to create? So obviously, I think we've come to the consensus we want to save the planet. We want cleaner air. And we want to so, be living on this planet, yes. So let's try to find projects like the Vienna City project, you know, the cultural uh, to incentivize CO2 emission reduction. But that is only one thing. Do we have other possibilities? So I think we can do creativity challenges to come up with ideas. Yeah. And maybe this is something you guys can organize in one of your next events. Yes, yeah. I would love to be. I, I love it. I love the way you ended the conversation. Thank you for this, Sherman. And it's a wonderful call out. Right now we're living in a technological era. Thankfully that Corona happened today, not 10 years ago, that we're all connected and we have all information that we can reach, like you said, and there are new technologies that we can use to create the new normal for humanity, which is a little bit better than the one before, hopefully. 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 Thank you, darling. Thank you so much and have a great evening. You too. Good Talk night. to you soon. Bye. Bye. Ciao.